Welcome to the Lyme 360 podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama 5, founder of Lyme 360 and a fellow Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to learn about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. Welcome back to Lime 360. This is your host, Mimi McLean. And today I have on Afret Lamandre, also known as Dr. E. And she owns and operates her medical practice, EG Healthcare, which provides pediatric, adult, and geriatric care to over 20,000 patients. In addition to her primary care practice, she has taken conventional medicine to her next level with her signature process called the new method. The new method helps patients take control of their health destiny using a functional medicine approach that empowers them to realize that their symptoms are not in their head at all. And as a result, she helps people optimize their health, prevent illness, reduce medication, and feel great. Dr. E is also a public speaker and offers to consult services to other nurse practitioners who are opening up their practices. Thank you for joining us today. Please subscribe below so you can be notified of the next podcast. Also visit us at Lime360.com to sign up for our newsletter. And then we also have a shop page there, which are all my favorite products that I have used in my health journey. I do get a small percentage of some of those links, which goes towards this podcast and the expenses of this podcast. So thank you so much for your support and we'll talk soon. Dr. E, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to learn about your book and how you've kind of, and how you decided to get into treating patients functionally and integrative medicine compared to the traditional conventional medicine. So thank you so much for coming on. It's my pleasure. Really an honor to be here. Yeah. So, okay. Let's start out by just like doing a quick, like how you transition from conventional to functional and how you found functional and integrative. So I would say I transitioned the way almost everyone transitions, which means it has to hit home, right? Um, anyone who starts off in conventional medicine is going to stay in conventional medicine until the day they die, unless they or the loved ones are you know, taken ill and conventional medicine doesn't have the answer for them. So you know, right off the bat, I want to say I'm not against conventional medicine. I use it a lot for various things, but there are times when it's just not enough. And so in my particular case, it was my wife. She had an autoimmune issue, two autoimmune issues. Like quickly, I'll just say one was PMLE, polymorphic light eruption. I always like to mention because sometimes I have a listener that is dealing with that. And then the second was sort of severe psoriasis that really affected her uh, ability to just get through the day. And so we, and I'm in medicine, she's in medicine, all our friends are in medicine. And, you know, the only answer is steroids, which, you know, just wasn't, it didn't sit right with us. And this was kind of pre what the internet is now. Like now you can get information, but back then I'm, I'm old. So older, I'm 50. You know, it was like, there was internet, but it wasn't quite like this. And so someone said, you should go see this functional medicine guy. And we're like, what the heck is functional medicine? And we're like, whatever, let's just go. It's not going to work, but like, we have nothing to lose. Oh, do you mind me asking back then? Because it was like Dr. Mark Hyman was one of the only original ones. Who else was one of the original? No, his name His name is Dr. G. It's a long Greek name. I don't, I don't know it. There was definitely, I've been following it for like 25, I don't even know how long ago this was. Well, anyone who's ill has been following this for a while, right? And anyone who's coming on right now, and this is like their first or second podcast, probably just figured out that they're ill. Like, that's just how you get here. You have to just you or someone that you love, unfortunately, um, I'm waiting for it to become a revolution. <laughs> so yeah. So we went to this functional medicine guy and 
he had the audacity to suggest one that we weren't eating healthy. Hello, of course we're eating healthy. We looked healthy, right? We looked the part. My for those of you listening, there's air quotes in, in my hand, like we were thin and athletic and looked the healthy parts. So how dare you suggest we didn't eat healthy? And second, the most ridiculous thing to suggest that our disease process has anything to do with our nutrition was completely insane. And so, but we did it. We're like, whatever, let's just go on this ridiculous diet. It's not going to work. Let's take these supplements. And it freaking worked. So, so her skin cleared up. She was able to go in the sun, PMLEs and severe allergies to the sun. And we were like, what the heck is going on here? We did not learn this in school at all. Um, and so then I started going down the rabbit hole, you know, course by course, class by class, patient by patient, until eventually I got my PhD and I invented the new method. And now it's really um, been a journey to help as many people as possible just realize that they're not crazy and that there's another way to do things. That's why we call it the new method because the patients always know. Yeah. And it's just so people know, it's not N-E-W, it's K-N-E-W, like you knew. Yes. you like, you knew there was a better way. Yes. And I love the title of your book. You don't, um, your body doesn't feel right, but you don't know why it's not in your head. Especially for women, um, especially of a certain age, there's this conversation of, well, you're stressed. Yeah. Maybe you feel lost some weight. Maybe you exercise more. Are things okay at home? You know, maybe you need an anti-anxiety medication. And maybe all those are true. Like maybe you do have stress. Or seasonal. I, I always got like, it was between January and March. Oh, there's not enough sun out. And all those things are true. I mean, stress is important and relationships are important. But like, can we first like address the thing that's happening? Um, can you not make me feel like I'm crazy? And so a lot of times when I do my first consultations with people, and it's at this point, it's like all over the country, there is like this moment of pure emotion of just having an opportunity to be heard mm-hmm. and validated. right? Yes. And sometimes the consult itself already did 50% of the work. Cause they're like, Oh my God, you actually think all these things are connected. Oh, oh my God, this is, this is real. Like, it's not just because I'm 50 or whatever, 60. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> this is all connected. This is all real. So that's, that's what the book title came from. It's not in your head because most people will come to me and say, I can't tell you what it feels like the not be told it's in my head. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm like, I promise I'm not making up. I don't want to be here. <laughs> I have a good life. I have a lot of kids. I want to I be doing so many other things. This is the last place. I do not want to be sick in bed. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a lazy person. Everyone will come and say, this is not me. I'm not a hypochondriac. This is not me. There was a time where I felt better. Um, you know, I want to exercise. I just can't exercise. You know, I, I want to do the thing and I just can't. And And, and that's real. You know, one of the first questions I ask my patients, when was the last time you felt normal? And there's a time, there's always a time. Like it, sometimes it's not, you know, since we were 13, but there was a time <laughs> where you felt normal and we need to get you there again. No, it's true. So, okay. So tell me about your method. I'm, there's steps to it. So can you talk about the steps um, when you work with somebody? Yes, absolutely. So the steps, we, we've actually changed them up a little bit. It used to be the case and I'll explain and why I changed them up because I, I want to be able to reach more people. It used to be the case that we always did blood work first um, and saliva testing. And then we have this really cool questionnaire that we do. Um, but what happened for a lot of people, they weren't able to get the blood work done either. Because if they're not in state, I can't order it. If they're in state, I can order it. And so a lot of their doctors wouldn't give them the blood work. 
And so it became uh, a stepping stone and they couldn't see me because I was like one of my requirements. Let's do the blood work first. Did that change though because of COVID or no? No, you cannot order labs outside your state. It's considered practicing medicine. So I can coach you wherever you live and we could talk wherever you live and I can give you, I can walk you through whatever you're going through, but I can't order labs or send medication to your state. So, and so it became this ridiculous hurdle of like arguing. I would get on the phone with docs and be like, Hey, could you just order this? It's fine. You know? And they were like, no, because there were like things in there that they were uncomfortable with inflammatory markers and genetic markers. And I was like, you know what? I'm making it too difficult for my patients to access what they need. So we now do a saliva test and uh, this questionnaire. And I, I want to take a moment to t- explain what this questionnaire is about, because this is the crux of all of it. So the questionnaire we use, we didn't invent, we did not invent the software. It's called Living Matrix. And what it does is it has our patients tell their story and it quantifies their symptoms. So like zero means I feel great. And the further you are from zero, the worse you feel. And this is important because for many of my patients, the labs don't have the answers, right? If the labs had the answers, they would have already been diagnosed, right? If you already have diabetes, you already know. If you have, you know, Lyme, conventional, that's like, you know, you might already know. Um, but a lot of these patients have already been through a million tests. And so what's really important is their symptoms. So I need to know your symptoms because that's how I'm going to track if we're, if we're getting better. If your symptoms are getting better, we're winning. I don't really need the labs to tell me if we're winning. Conversely, if your labs look wonderful and you're feeling like, you know, a hot mess, then who cares about the labs? So we we remove that piece as a criteria to work with me. So we send you a saliva kit, which tells us how your adrenals are doing. It's like an adrenal, it's a cortisol test. And then we send you the software and the software is really important. Then we have um, a one-on-one meeting with me and we uncover it, we go over it. And the crux of it is hearing the story because you have to take a moment to connect the pieces. Because if you go to your primary care for five minutes, they're not bad people. They're wonderful people. They do good things. They have five minutes and they have to hear what is your problem today. They do not have time to go back to what's your symptom? What are we doing? And today, right? Not 20 years ago, right? There's no room for 20 years ago, but 20 years ago it matters because it's we're on a continuum. Right? It matters. So we spend time. It's a 45 minute, 10 hour conversation. We uncover it. We find out what are the things that are connecting. And then there are some patients where that's enough. They're just like, okay, I just want to be validated. It's nice to know you, Dr. E and goodbye. And that's great. It's a great moment for them too. Great moment for me. And then some people are like, okay, what do I do to fix it? And that's when we create a, a customized plan and, you know, weekly meetings, monthly meetings, et cetera, et cetera. But it's, it's really that, that first consult where we hear the story, quantify the symptoms. Where we can finally figure out what's going on. And then, you know, working together to fix that. You have like 20,000 patients or something crazy, um, crazy good. Uh, so what would you say is, what do you find as being the typical? Like, is there a typical, is there like, okay, in this bucket, half the people tend to, I don't know, have Lyme or they tend to have their gut all messed up and they're eating gluten. Like, is there something that you see like, okay, this is like, this is the first thing I look for. First thing I look for is different question than what's the underlying thing. So the underlying thing for everyone is inflammation for, for everyone. And that is that baseline inflammation is also going to determine how unwell you'll be when you have something. So if you have Lyme, right, that's a thing. 
But how much is going to affect you also depends on who you are as a host going into Lyme, right? So the person who maybe doesn't have any chronic issues and hypothetically it has no inflammation going into it might never even know they have Lyme. I have 90 year olds and they're Lyme through the roof and they're, they're fine. And then I have 30 year olds that Lyme has devastated them. And that's true for any disease, right? COVID has devastated them. A flu has devastated them. A child giving birth of a child has devastated them. Something devastated them because it threw them over the edge. They already came into this event with so much inflammation in their system. And this last thing, so they'll say ever since, ever since I got long, ever since I got COVID, ever since I had my child, ever since the divorce, ever since whatever, I have not been the same and it's really about, well, who were you when you when that thing happened? And if you were already kind of an inflammatory mass, yeah, that's going to throw you over the edge. Yeah, it wasn't that one thing. You had other stuff going on. I look back on like my life and it's like I was as healthy as anything. And I got into a really bad accident while I was in my when I was 14. And I almost died. And but it was like four years of like surgeries antibiotics, blah, blah, blah. And ever since then, I've not been the same person. Like every year it's something, right? It's like, I like birth roads, this, that, pre-cancer, this. Pre- I mean, it was just like not nonstop, right? I, I get excited and I cut people off and I'm known to do that. So I'm sorry. It's the New York in me. <laughs> but I get really excited. I get excited. I get in trouble. I sit on the board. I get in trouble all the time. They're like, I have the floor. I'm like, I forgot there's a floor. I'm sorry. I just got really excited about what you, but your particular example, because you're a classic. This happened when you were 14. You're 50 now. Like, get over it. Like, you had Lyme. I don't know. When when did you get diagnosed with Lyme? Like seven years after my daughter was born, my fifth daughter. Okay, se- seven years ago? So seven years ago, who the heck is going to, in any conventional medicine, going to say that how you are in Lyme seven years ago is related to that accident at 14? And of course it is. And of course it is. But no one, no one's going to, in fact, they're going to be like, no, 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 14, 14, that's not, you know, that's, that's unrelated. Because my gut and everything has been like a mess. Exactly. And so it's connecting those dots. So at 14, at at the height of when your body's still trying to make connections and neurons are connecting and synapses are connecting and your immune system is still developing, it's 14. I mean, this can happen to anyone, but it's certainly at 14 where everything is like being molded. You get this huge trauma physical trauma, which is an inflammatory cascade in and of itself. Like if the accident by itself was enough, like let's just say you got up and walked out of the accident, but then every surgery is a trauma. Every antibiotic is a, is a complete trauma to your microbiome. So yes, are you a walking, talking, performing human at age 20, 25? Sure. But you're not optimized health-wise and there's no conversation at that time like are you taking your vitamins are you optimizing microbiome you're just living a life eating a standard american diet i'm making assumptions i don't know you and then you know a little bit a little hit there a little hit there and then you're like every sore throat really gets me in bed like three days why why because of what happened when you were 14 so then lime comes around you got no shot you know that was it so when you work with people, you go back and you try to kind of get back to where that turning point was or what really is kind of the cause of what's happening. I try to show them that it's all connected because a lot of us are taught of like, you know, I have a patient right now I'm dealing with, she has cancer. So in her mind, everything's about this cancer, right? I mean, of course it should be, she has to focus on that. But like, but like when you look back at her, everything, 
you know, how she's going to come out of this is really going to depend on how much we do with all the other stuff prior, prior to it. So, you know, sometimes you don't find the aha moment, but you can, it all depends how much the patient shares on the software. Cause sometimes people are a little lazy and they're like, it's a lot to answer. I don't want to answer. I'm like, please answer it. <laughs> um, once you connect the dots, you start to understand that like we have to pull the camera out. We cannot look at just the Lyme or just the cancer or just the thing that's happening right now and say, how did we get here? Um, because that's the only way we could start to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then as far as like what you do to help people, is it primarily diet, supplements, herbs, IVs? Like what, what t- tends to be your toolkit? Okay, so I start everyone on nutrition. And if you read my book, um, by the way, it's it's like free on Kindle or something. This is not a push for the book. It's, it's 20 bucks. It's not gonna, you know, make or break anything. But I just want to put it out there that if you read this book, I'm saying the same thing that I'm saying now. I start with nutrition because 90% of you listening will already feel better. And if you already feel better, then who the hell cares about the rest of it? Like, don't even go down the rabbit hole of testing and functional medicine providers myself included. Like if you feel better, you're done. I tell, I say in the book, take this book and give it to the next person. So always start with nutrition because nutrition, there's two, there's two components. One is that if you're eating things that are not great, you're causing inflammation, which whatever you have going on is going to be worse. If you have a hormonal issue, it'll be worse. If you have brain fog, it'll be worse. If you have joint pain, it'll be worse, like whatever it is. And then the other thing is that you're not putting in the good stuff. So you can't, you know, help the, the enzymes and the pathways that need to be helped, right? So we have to remove the toxins, put in the good stuff. So part of putting in the good stuff also is getting some good supplements. Again, 90% of people feel amazing just with that tweaking. Then we have, after that, it gets a little bit more personalized. What are we dealing with? It's like in your case, if you said, hey, e, I've been on this amazing nutritional program for the past three months, I'm clean, pooping every day, I'm sleeping, everything's great. I'm still feeling X, Y, and Z. Well, with you, you're going to need really specific supplements for Lyme. With someone else, we might need to explore some mold testing. With someone else, it might be bioidentical hormones that we need to talk about. But there's no point in going down the vortex of testing if you're not willing or you know to do that first cleanup of nutrition. You got to make sure you're pooping, sleeping, drinking enough water, clean diet, right? Because if you don't have those basics... and it, but okay, so your perception of a clean diet, is it the same for everyone or are you like a blood type diet or? Generally speaking, it's the same for everyone to start with. I don't do blood type diet. Generally speaking, I do, um, would say whole foods. First of all, if you're reading a label, just, just no, just no. Temporarily, at least in the beginning, I'm not saying for the rest of your life. Okay. Yeah, real food, like actual food they have to cook. I'm sorry, I hate cooking too. There's ways to do it. It doesn't have to be like a whole fancy thing. Um, Plant-based, that does not mean vegan, okay? Vegans, when people come and say I'm a vegan and then they have have like diabetic pasta, (laughs) they're eating potatoes. I have so many diabetic vegans. So when the term plant-based came out like whenever a decade ago I was like what the heck is this rebranding a vegan and then I realized no it's not the same it's not it's all about as much vegetables as you could possibly get in in a day yes eat the rainbow and I don't mean skittles like just eat the rainbow so plant-based whether or not you choose to get your protein from animals or not is is that's like an ethical decision you need proteins in there do what you got to do for yourself 
but at the heart of it has to be plants. And then, and then the, you know, the protein part really is like, if you're, if you're down for animal protein, obviously it should be good quality, like grass fed and, you know, and good fish. If you're not down for animal protein, that's okay. We got to make sure we get you good quality, um, plant-based protein. So plants is plant-based is, is primarily where it's at. Does that mean gluten doesn't fit in there? No. So initially, thanks. Thanks for that. Initially, in the first month, I put everyone on a grain free. So that knocks gluten right out. Legume free. Um, dairy free, of course. Nut free? So nut free depends. Um, so we're talking about, so just not to confuse the audience. So dairy free, grain free, legume free, and then no starchy vegetables at first, like no sweet potatoes and stuff, and minimal fruit, like berries. We start there. And I'm going to answer your question about nuts in a moment. And that includes nuts. For most people, this is a great start. It's hard enough. And um, then we slowly open it up based on what that person's body is telling us. For example, they want to reintroduce legumes. We try chickpeas. Their stomach hurts. There's there's no chickpeas, right? So we let the body tell us what it is. The nut question brings us to, I'm sure some of your listeners are familiar with AIP, autoimmune protocol. Those are patients who, in addition to what I said, also remove eggs and nuts. It's a very hard diet. I have about four patients who need to be on that. Those are patients that we got 80%, like classically, especially with skin issues, like the psoriasis cleared up 80%, but there's just certain areas that are just not getting there. We put them on autoimmune um, and that seems to do the trick temporarily as we build up their system. So AIP, I've been on AIP when I did this with my wife a million years ago. AIP is, is a hard, hard protocol. I don't start my patients there. Yeah. It's just don't even eat. <laughs> it's totally neat. If I could do that for a month of my patients, they'd feel amazing. Just don't eat for a month. Yeah, right. I feel like it's the point when you feel so sick, like you just don't eat. And it's like, I actually feel better when I don't eat. Yeah, 100%. I hear that all the time. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we talked about this briefly before um, we started recording and I wanted to touch back. Um, your experience so far with COVID. And I say this is because I was humming along. I was feeling great. I felt like I was out of the woods and I've gotten COVID twice this year. And it has, you know, it's not even like, it wasn't even that, I mean, look, I was in bed for a couple of days, but it wasn't like, like I felt like I was dying or anything. But afterwards, I just haven't caught my breath. Like it is, like I'm exhausted. Like it feel like it re-triggered everything. And so I want to love for you to just talk about like, have your patients, like, have you experienced that with your patients? What, what has been your experience with like the long haul? Yeah. So this is really, really big. I, I never, um, I just really started understanding it in the past few months because so many of my patients were complaining about it. So initially I thought, and, and I'm sharing this in case your audience hears this. Well, initially, I thought kind of like what I said earlier, like, hey, it depends on how you are coming in. Like, if you're if you're already unwell, this will probably take you down even further. And like, let's work on strengthening you as a host, which is not wrong, which is great information. And we need that. But with COVID, it's a little bit more. And that has to do with how COVID enters the cell. So not to worry too much, there's four ways it enters the cell. But the most prevalent way is that it attaches to an enzyme called ACE2. So for those of you Googling, it has to say two, ACE2, not the same as ACE because then they go into a different rabbit hole. So ACE2. So it attaches to this enzyme called ACE2 that's on your cell. 
the thing about ACE2 is that it's in charge of processes in your heart, your blood vessels, your brain, your lung, your kidneys. It's in charge of calming down inflammation. It's in charge of uh, making sure you don't uh, form clots. It's in charge of so many things. On a regular day, ACE2 is in charge of making sure everything's working right. Now it is busy with COVID. It, it Instead of it being open to doing these things, it is now kind of, it cannot do what it needs to do. And so these long haul symptoms that you have, again, I said brain, brain fog. I said, I said respiratory symptoms, your lungs, clots, they're, they're in charge of that. Inflammatory, they've, when ACE2 is busy, actually for, it skips a certain part of the inflammation pathway. So it goes to what's called like a cytokine storm, like worse inflammation. So if you have autoimmune, your autoimmunity is getting worse. So all these things that you're feeling, something called dysautonomia, if your patients are listening, you have something called POTS, your blood pressure goes up and down all the time, you get dizzy up and down. All of that is ACE2. So ACE2 is busy now dealing with COVID. So now you have all these symptoms not in your head. You're not crazy. Now there's no medicine to help ACE2 enhancements. So this is why this is not a conversation. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just telling you what it is. So, but there are supplements that you can take that will help you enhance ACE2 activity. And that is where it's at. That's not the Z-Stack. You know the Z-Stack? Isn't he Staten Island? Z-Stack, Dr. Z? I don't, I don't know. No. Did he say this? No, he has a whole supplement like regime. It's like zinc, glutathione. I don't know if it's that or not. Yes, and I'll, I'll give you some of the things, but but I'd like to explain the why behind it. Because yes, zinc, yes, glutathione, they're great, but this is the why. Like ACE2 enhancement is what you need. And the other why is that this suppression of ACE2 causes mitochondrial damage. And by the way, there's no medication for mitochondrial damage. I'm not talking about genetic mitochondrial issues. I'm talking about inflammatory mitochondrial damage. It's the thing that makes us age. It's the thing that makes us sick. And when it's damaged, we can't recover. So now we need supplements specific for mitochondrial repair. So with those two things in mind is how you start thinking of the supplements that you need. So now some of these supplements you know already, but it's nice to know the why. So omega-3 helps ACE2. Uh, curcumin, resveratrol helps ACE2. Vitamin D, alpha lipoic acid. Um, of course, fixing your adrenals. If you have adrenal fatigue, we need to fix your adrenals because one of the things ACE2 needs is cortisol. And if you have adrenal fatigue, you're not producing enough cortisol. Um, and then for mitochondria, we're talking about glutathione. We're talking about NAD. Um, so these are some of the supplements you know, and then of course, like your, your B vitamins at the very least, the multivitamin. So the point is these supplements specifically targeting mitochondrial pair, specifically targeting ACE2 will help you along with, of course, what we talk about, which is eating and sleeping and pooping cannot be, you can't go out every night and drink alcohol and expect to re recover from long COVID. So eating and sleeping, and then taking these targeted supplements is really the key to getting out of it. So with you and many of your listeners, you have this double whammy. You go into COVID already with trying to recover from your past trauma, trying to recover from your Lyme. And so COVID is going to hit you a little harder to begin with. By the way, you made an excellent point that even though you weren't very sick, you didn't have a lot of, you had mild symptoms, but that connection to, co to ACE2 still happened. And so now recovery is harder as well. So you, you got from both sides coming into it, not strong. And then the COVID itself, 
And that is how long haul is made. It's yeah, it's 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 a it's a real thing, right? But the the good thing I almost want to say about COVID long haul and this whole experience is I feel like that's more accepted and talked about it in the news and media. Like people are accepting that. Like it's oh, 20% of people who get COVID get long haul. Where no one wanted to talk about like, oh, 20% of the people who get Lyme get long haul Lyme. Right, it's the same thing, and no one ever wanted to accept it, but it exists. So, if it exists for COVID, why can't it exist for Lyme? You know, <laughs> um, do you really want to know the answer? <laughs> no, the answer, but I'm just saying, metaphorically, <laughs> we know why. We know why, right? Because there's long, there's long COVID clinics. Um, you can get reimbursed for it. Um, every hospital has them now. This is not a question of evil. So they're not doing the vitamins that you're talking about. They're doing actual prescription, like pharmaceuticals. Correct. So, but you asked why it's recognized. It's recognized because first of all, numbers. If everybody in America had Lyme, we'd probably have this conversation. So the numbers game, not everybody in America has Lyme, but almost everybody in America was affected one way or another by COVID, right? So it's a numbers game. So now at 20% of this many people, we kind of have to contend with it, right? And because we have so many people affected by it, we now can create a system-wide clinics, reimbursement, insurance. Well, they have, they have pharmaceuticals. Yes, 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 yes. I just want to. I just want to say, I'm not. I'm not saying these people are evil, because I use conventional medicine. But but the reality of it is that it's going to only be managed if you can reimburse for it. That's just the reality of it. And they're only going to reimburse if there's like a pharmaceutical. They're not going to reimburse you for glutathione drips. Correct. So there's conversations of whether, you know, the medication dealing for COVID can help along COVID. There's, of course, the conversation of making sure they deal with all the comorbidities. Are your diabetes, diabetes medication on point? Is your high blood pressure medication on point? So we have that part of it. And then there's some trials about whether or not taking like famotidine, which like helps your belly. Um, Pepsid, it's the fancy word for Pepsid. So if you take that, so there's a lot of stuff in the farm world that's being used to help these patients. And God bless, I want them help no matter how you get there or get there. But that is why it's being spoken about. It does not in any way should we draw a conclusion and therefore Lyme is not real. It's, we just don't have enough numbers. And so we didn't create a reimbursable diagnosis for it. That, that's it. And many of my colleagues hearing this are going to kill me, but that's just the reality. <laughs> no, it's true. And, and maybe we'll get there. But I'm, I guess my point of bringing it up is by this happening, hopefully it help, helps move along the conversation with Lyme. And No, no, I doubt it. Now I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to be optimistic like you, but I doubt it. I just doubt it because I live, I live in both worlds. I go to medical conferences all the time. You know what? My first practice is in conventional medicine, e.g. healthcare. I'm a family nurse practitioner before I'm a PhD in integrative medicine. So I live in that world. I go to those conferences. These are my colleagues. I get it. And then I also live in this world, the functional medicine world. And no, it's not happening. <laughs> I know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So let's just circle this back to Lyme um, to, to close it out. So if you have if patients that you come and, and kind of what test are you using if you are giving them a Lyme, if you think someone has Lyme? Probably going to be hygienics in California. I mean, that's just... That's just where it's at. Yeah, that's like the best, right? They are. They're the best. Um, again, I just want to say that just because you have Lyme doesn't mean that's where your symptoms are from. So back to your point, you have to first clean everything up, fix your nutrition, fix your sleep, fix your relationships, fix your adrenals, make sure everything's on point. And then if you're still there, 
spend your money on the testing because you tell me like your, I'm sure your experience is right. And then Lyme is going to be about taking certain herbs and supplements. There's no medication for it. Once you're like chronic. Yeah, I mean, it's not worth doing the antibiotics, right? Unless it's new, it's new. If it's like a brand new Lyme, then yes, definitely take antibiotics. But if it's an old Lyme, so now you're, how are these supplements and these herbs going to work? If you're still out here eating McDonald's and not sleeping, they're not going to work on you. No, it's true. And then I would also throw in there mold and parasites. Make sure you don't have mold or parasites. Those two, you're not getting better without... If you have Lyme, you're not getting better if you still haven't dealt with your mold or your parasites. 100% true. Yes, all of that. And then you'll waste your money on some expensive Lyme doctor if they're not dealing with your mold or parasites. If you still have mold in your house, don't go... This this is my opinion. If you still have mold in your house and you haven't dealt with it, don't bother wasting your money with some expensive... Lyme treatment because you're not going to get better. Like you're, you got to deal with the mold at the house, like get out of your house, go deal with the mold. Like you're just reinfecting yourself every day going back there. If you're mold sensitive, because remember you could have a whole family in a mold house and four people are fine. And one person's sick because it's about your ability to detoxify because mold is kind of everywhere. So you might be exposed to mold. You might even have mold in your urine. But that might not be the cause of your symptoms either. It's Because you, if you're someone who detoxifies mold, then it might be your issue. So I agree and, and don't agree. I agree like all of it should be addressed. But there are some symptoms that are really like mold specific. Like, like people who will say have like these brain zaps, electrical zaps. I'm really, really sensitive to smell. There's certain things that are like so mold specific. Then you're like, okay, we should probably address this before we dress the line. So the, the, the testing, like you can be positive for so many things, but if you don't really have symptoms that kind of go with that, that might be second or third on your list. Right. So you go right off of the symptoms. Yeah. I, I really try to go, off, I mean, the test of course, but then off the symptoms to decide what to attack first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anything else we haven't covered that you would like, like to cover um, before we go? Just, you know, if you're at the end of this podcast and you made it all the way here, First of all, you're awesome that you didn't like speed through it. You can, you can listen to us on two times speed, but at least you got here. Um, and then if you're this far along the podcast, you're obviously hurting in some way or something that you love is hurting. So I just want to say kudos to you for being in the search and you're not crazy. Um, you just have to find more people like us <laughs> and to get as a community, you know, we, we will help each other. Yeah. And stick with it. Right. I mean, I just feel like mentally it, I guess just like you get to a point, you're like, how much more can I take? Like the pain and the suffering or seeing somebody, you know, have pain and suffering. It's just my patients. What we started doing this year is we created like uh, my patients only every Tuesday, whoever wants to just joins the zoom and we just share like it's ask e questions, but in that people are sharing like what's happening to them, which is helping each other know that they're not crazy. Oh my God, that's your thing. That's great. Because I have this thing. So finding communities is really important. Uh, but not like communities that are going to like make you jump off the deep end. <laughs> communities with the intent to get better is really important. Right. And just know you're going to get better. I do think you have to like mentally believe that. You need some faith. You do need some faith. Like you just got to find it. Like it's that. But you know what's amazing? And I don't know if you find this with your patients. It's like one day I feel so good. And the next day I'm like, I want to throw in the towel. Like I am done. I'm pain. I just, my life sucks. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up because there's so many reasons that can happen. 
because we forget that things are delayed. So if today, Wednesday, I don't feel good. And you're like, how could, how can I feel good? I, I ran today, last night I ate a salad, but what did you do two days ago? What happened two days? Two days ago, did you did you go out to eat and you need to have pizza and a martini? Or did you get into a fight with someone? Or did you get this? What happened two days ago? We forget ourselves that it's linear. So so always look back, not just on day, but like, you know, I've been eating so well today. Why do I feel this well? Well, you know, like, like yesterday, it was a classic day for me. I was exhausted by three o'clock seeing patients. Like, why am I so tired? And I'm like, oh yeah, this whole weekend I was at a conference lecturing. So today, Monday, I'm tired. I wasn't tired then because I was running on adrenaline. But Monday, my first day back, I'm exhausted. So you have to look back two or three days. And then in our age group, we also have to discuss hormones. If your hormones aren't optimized, you're going to have some weird days, even if everything is fine. So so many variables you have to look into. But again, if you have that faith that there is an answer, you're not crazy and you will get there. Yeah. Okay. Can we end on one other thing? I just I thought of one question I thought really important because I've been reading a lot about it with the 5G rollout. What is your... like? take or do you have any kind of opinion about emf and like do you deal with that at all with your patients i don't deal with it with my patients specifically it's it's so big i don't i honestly don't even know how to tackle it as i sit here with these earphones and i debate them myself i only wear these earphones on podcasts i won't wear them in real life yeah yeah for anybody who's not what, 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 can't see here and we're just listening, it's just the wireless ones. Yeah. And I only wear them on podcasts. I stopped wearing them in like, you know, real life. It's, it's huge. I don't even know how to begin to tackle it because for me to tackle it, I have to find a solution and I don't know how to get out of it. I know that's the problem. And that's why it's just like, that's why I wanted to bring it up because I feel like it's becoming more and more prevalent with the 5G rollout. And so it's like, I want to find out what people are doing. Like if you have something in your house, wearing a necklace or I don't know, whatever, you know, like which one works? Because there's a lot of stuff out there. So much stuff. And I'm trying to stay sane. And, you know, my wife already thinks I'm crazy. So, <laughs> I don't, I, you know, there's only so many rabbit holes you can go down. I don't have uh, this particular rabbit hole. I have not begun to go down, but I empower those of you who do it's not insane. That's all I could say. Yeah. Anybody who's listening and gone down that rabbit hole, I'd love to have you on because I'd love to chat about it because <laughs> I feel like it's a big rabbit hole and I don't know even... And I do think it causes a lot of issues, health issues on people. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Okay, Dr. E, this has been amazing. So anybody um, who wants to learn more, um, she has a great email and great website with great videos. And it's the new method, K-N-E-W method.com. Yes. And especially on TikTok, I put out educational videos like two, three times a week. And so it's great little quick snippets to just get informed. Oh, good for you. That's great. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on, and I am so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lime360 Warriors on Facebook and let's heal together. Thank you.